You're listening to Mapleview Community Church Podcast. It's, it's pretty surreal for me. Oh, so often when I look around and I see the faces here because you, in your guts, in my guts, I know that God wants to do things in your life. Like I know. And there's this, I don't know, what, I don't know how to explain it really, an, an empathy. I find myself being empathetic with people a lot easier when I, as I grow a little bit older. Maybe it's because the experience of life and the challenges that have come upon us and you begin to see that so many different people go through so many different challenges. And yet here we are, yet another Sunday, we find our way up in the morning, wake up, and we somehow make it to the house of the Lord one more time. It's where we have a, put our hope, and it's a beautiful thing. So this month in our year of wind and fire is healing winds, and this topic is something I think that really can resonate in all of our hearts. For who of us doesn't need some point in our lives, the wounds we've experienced, the brokenness, the failures, the, the physical challenges? Who, who among us have not had those moments of time and we just kind of gut it out? But at some point, you know, I just really think that God's word is filled with moments where he wants to come and restore and refresh and renew. And we had a, a beautiful time yesterday celebrating Cassidy's wedding here. Um, and it was a beautiful moment of redemption and refreshing and restoration. It was, it was beautiful. It was, it was our miracle. Last week, and I began this, this week's message I began the service with the same scripture I'm going to read once again because sometimes repetition is my only weapon to get it into your hearts and what God wants to do in there. So I'm going to read Romans chapter 1 and 2, verses 1 and 2 again, where he says, Therefore, I urge you. I just pause. See, I get so excited and just, just the little words. If you allow the words to come, therefore, and put yourself in Paul's moment when he's writing these letters to us that would become scripture, the inspired. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, oh, mercy is a great word, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Can we see the patterns of some of the world out there? Some of the things that they're asking us to participate in. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And last week I combined it with a verse from third, uh, the third John, verse two, where it says, Dear friends, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. 
wants us to be in good health. Our souls, our minds, all of us, whole people, in the midst of the challenging patterns of this world of fear and worry and anxiety and challenge and anger and all those things. I really believe that God wants his bride. That's what you and I are, the body, the bride, the church, all synonymous words describing us today in good health. So good health means to me your spirit, that, you're, that you know you walk forgiven and free. To be who, just who you are. Not, to be who God ordained you to be. Destined you to be. So knit you together in your mother's womb to be. Forgiven. Submitted to God. And free. Your soul. Your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotion. Those things. I want them to be f- forgiven and free. I want them to be light. I, like Jesus. My yoke is easy. My burden light. And your body. Physically. He wants you strong. Healthy. But before that, a joke. One day, three women named Carla, Jody, and Lori Lynn find themselves at the gate of heaven. Before entering, they're each asked a question by St. Peter. And by the way, these are made-up stories, all right? You know, just so you know. Peter says, at your funeral with your friends and family all around, what would you like to hear them say about you? Asked St. Peter. Carla says, I'd like to hear them say that I was a committed follower of Jesus and a wonderful worship leader. Eh, that's reasonable. Jody says, I would like to hear that I was a wonderful wife to my handsome husband, Jay, and made a huge difference in my children's life. Lori Lynn, she's the last to respond, says, I want to hear them say, look, she's moving. <laughs> she's not dead. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The bride of Christ that he's returning, Jesus is returning, is not going to be weak and anemic. Not going to be just a, a barely hanging on kind of bride. She's not going to be frightened and hiding behind closed doors. She's not going to be in a panic for what's about to come. The unfolding of last day moments. And it's not going to cause fear and worry for the bride of Christ. The Bible says that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or such a thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So there's a picture of what, who Jesus is returning, the bride of Christ. It's going to be a powerful bride, not weak and anemic. The bride to me in the last moments, the last days, doesn't sound like a suffering servant limping down the aisle, struggling to meet her Lord. But Christ's bride sounds as if she's prospering and in good health, just as John prayed. And who is the bride? The bride is the church. It's made up of you and I, individuals, that we place our faith in Jesus. Faith in Jesus. It's not struggling, not worry. The body, the bride, the church is you and me. Nowhere in human history, nowhere in human history, is there anything even close to what the bride of Christ represents on this planet? Nothing in all of history. You're part of something that is so unique, so beautiful, such captivating. You captivate the Lord. 
So I see this beautiful bride in my mind's eye. Our church is part of that. All who are wor- worried and weary and burdened, I see you finding rest. I, find, I see you finding rest for your soul. There's anxious people here this morning. I see the winds of healing blowing over our assembly, over our church, over our, our bride. I, I really do believe that Jesus wants to lead us into green pastures and still waters. And what David pens he, and see him restoring your soul. He restores my soul. Out of all the images like these and many others, I believe that it is God's intent to bring healing to those who come to him come to him and lay their burdens at his feet. See, that is the requirement to be forgiven and free, filled, full. Jesus prays, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. I want to build a case. See, there's no sickness in heaven, no disease in heaven, no cancer, no tumors, no Parkinson's disease, no Alzheimer's. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Sickness steals away our joy. Paul writes, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating nor drinking, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. He, he, the whole Bible connects itself it's, 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 it's all interconnected, the verses, the scripture. It's not out of, people say, oh, that scripture's out of context. It's not out of context when it's part of the whole Bible. That's why we can take some scriptures from, now the scholars say you have to be contextually true, and that's, I'm not trying not to be. But the Bible connects itself so many different places. And there's a wonderful miracle recorded in Psalms that is often be overlooked. Remember, this is our winds of healing months, our healing winds month. It's a scripture tucked away in Psalm 105, verse 37. It says this. Listen closely. Like the whole word of God. You know, I want you to embrace the whole word. And it's going to ruffle some feathers, I'm sure. But I want you just to hear it. And I want, I want you to wrestle. I want you to try to fit yourself into some of these things that are beyond belief in some ways. Psalm 105, verse 37 says this. God brought them, he brought them forth, also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. It was a moment when they were coming out of the promised land, coming into the promised land. In Psalm 103, verse Two to four, it says this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his kind deeds. He who forgives all your iniquities. Do you believe that, that he forgives all your iniquities? Do you believe that he forgives your iniquities? We do. We believe that. But you know what the very next portion says? And heals all your diseases. It's connected who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with loving devotion and compassion. Healing wins. We receive the forgiveness. Are you ready to forgive, receive God's blessing over your life that helps you to walk in good health and strength and power? You believe both. 
It's pretty clear in this picture that God bringing Israel, who are known as the children of God, out of Egypt and into the promised land on earth, wasn't intending that sickness was to be among them. Brought them up, not one feeble. Dare I even say, child of the living God, that he isn't wanting sickness and disease to be part of our life. Not, now, we've made allowances for it, I get it, but, I, I, but I'm saying that's not the intention. Exodus says this, so you shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and your water. Uh, we pray this, I pray this over my food many, many times. This is a patriarchal prayer, uh, but listen to what it is. You shall serve the Lord your God and he will bless your bread and bless your water and I will take away sickness from among you. I'll often pray that. Lord, bless this food, bless this bread and take away sickness from our family. Just, just pray the, pray in the Bible. But more stories. There's a story in Matthew chapter 9 where two blind men keep calling out to Jesus for mercy. There's that mercy. Mercy. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is different, a little bit different than that. Mercy is not receiving what you deserve. In this story, these two blind men are calling out Jesus for mercy. When he, Jesus enters a house, they approach him and ask them. He asks them, do you believe that I am able to do this. He, he wants them to heal. Do you believe them, believe that I'm able to heal? He asked. Yes, Lord, they answered. He touched them, their eyes, and said, according to your faith, will it be done to you? And their eyes were open. It's a component there, according to your faith. What are you believing for in your life? What do you want to see happen? Not as a genie in the sky, but what do you want to see happen? According to your faith. A boy who from early childhood had destructive behavior caused him demonic activity in his life. He kept throwing himself into the fire. That's not normal for a young boy. And also into the water, trying to drown. He tried to drown himself. His father came to Jesus and asked for compassion and help. Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Are you putting what you're Wanting God to do in your life, are you bringing it before him? Immediately, the father of the child cried out and said with, the, with tears. Prayed this prayer too many times. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Lord, I want help in these areas where I'm struggling to believe things. I need your help. Help me, Lord. And he did. He helps. See, there's no question outside of asking him. You're, you can ask him anything. You can, Lord, I don't understand why. You're disappointed with him. I, Lord, I don't get it. Help me understand what's going on here. According to your faith, will it be done to you? If the doctor today, and I've been to the doctor at different moments of time in my life. Of course you go to doctors. If the doctor gives you a prescription and it doesn't work, you just don't qu quit and go back and not change anything. You keep changing you keep looking for answers physical answers with doctor maybe the prescription or the dose needs to be changed maybe it needs to be increased but you don't just say ah the doctor was forget him he doesn't know anything well maybe you need to take the same approach with the great physician maybe the doctor's going to say you need to go on a detox you need to go to a 
facility. You need to go to the hospital. And because you're not well the next day, you don't leave the hospital the very next day and say, well, it didn't work, I wasn't healed. You don't say it's not working. Because you pray once and nothing changes, you don't stop praying for God to touch you. Change your circumstances. And I'm talking right now physical, mental, emotional. You might think about going back to ask the doctor, the great physician, for a new measure of faith. You know he can increase your faith? Have you asked God to increase your faith? God, I need more faith in this. Or help you to keep moving forward. Help your unbelief. You may need some time, each and every one of us, cleansing your mind, renewing your mind with the washing of the word of God. It's this great prescription right by us each and every day. Schedule your own prayer retreat. Have you ever thought of that? Just taking, I mean, we're so busy and we want instant results, but maybe you need to schedule your own prayer retreat. Or sign up and get away on a woman's retreat in September or a man's retreat. Actually say, you know what, I'm going to take some time. It's, you plan it. A retreat, a time to refresh and renew. These are moments of time where the, God's looking for the healing winds to blow over you. You want something to change in your life. And remember, I, I feel empathetic because I see people that are wanting change so much and so desire and hunger, but they're not doing anything in their own hearts to change their actions. They just want it to be there. Just wake up one morning, poof. When I was on away at our sabbatical earlier in the year, uh, Jody and I, we asked for wisdom each morning of our walks. We walked almost every morning for about an hour. We got up early and we walked. And each morning that became a time of prayer for us. We'd walk and talk and pray. James chapter 1, verse 5 says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. Any of you lack wisdom? He's telling <laughs> If any of you should ask wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. If you're, you, you might be living not perfect, but he's, he's going to give it to you. And it will be given to you. So, you know, these are verses of Scripture, inspired words, stories, that, you know, I fully embrace. So we thought... Why am I, what, we're just going to ask wisdom for God. Every morning we're asking wisdom for God. We're asking him. And each morning we read a chapter of Proverbs. Proverbs is the book of wisdom. So you pray for wisdom, you want wisdom. Proverbs is the book of wisdom. So we thought, let's read wisdom. Still doing it. You see, despite what you may think, I always feel as if I need God's wisdom each and every day. That we come into this place. I mean wisdom. Because people's lives are so complex. And sometimes you look for, toward the pastor to give you some kind of direction. Sometimes. You decide whether you want to take it or not. That's fine. That's, you should. But I know that people are going to ask for some guidance and direction. And I want to share with wisdom. So 
The second time through Proverbs in the month of March, I began to copy every proverb that had a connection with bringing life to my body, soul, and spirit. I just every time I came across, and I began to come across all kinds. It was somewhat of the catalyst for the month of healing. Winds of healing month we're in now. I wanted to live more like Caleb. Caleb's in the Bible. He's a great man of God. and I needed to ask God for wisdom to follow the directives he outlines, outlines in the book of wisdom. Renewing me in my youth and empowering me to become a true living sacrifice. By following and applying wisdom and patterns for living life found throughout the word of God in the book of Proverbs and specifically growing my faith, leading me to experience the winds of healing in my body, soul, and spirit. I wanted to do that. So, next few months, I outlined a number of Proverbs. And so I have uh, uh, all these Proverbs on a piece of paper. I still use paper. And if you want to follow them or you want them after the service, they're there for you to take. It directs us on how to live life. These Proverbs align with the wisdom of healthy eating, Drinking, along with proper exercising and the healing touch of God, great physician. I want to line myself up with every opportunity to lead a good, healthy, and strong life. So, I'm just going to read some of them to you, make a few comments. And if you listen and you take these, remember, ask for healing, or ask for wisdom, book of wisdom, Proverbs are wisdom, finding life, wanting I want to line myself up for the divine miracle to happen in my life. If I need a miraculous moment, then you have to set the stage, so to speak. So listen to some of these. Not too deep a message today, but maybe the word of God might penetrate your heart. Life-giving Proverbs. My child. That's how we start. We're children of God. My child. Never Never forget the things I've taught you. Store my commands in your heart. Are you storing? Do you know the commands of God? Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. What's the key? Storing commands of God in your heart. Go into all the world. Preach the gospel. Wait for the gift that my father promised you. Be kind. Grow in the fruit of the Spirit. If you do those things, you store my command, you're going to live for many years. Your life will be satisfied. It's going to be full. It's going to be rich. It's going to be encouraging. It's going to be life-giving. You're going to be that bride. Proverbs, that was Proverbs 3, verse 1 and 2. Proverbs, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. How many people that you come across walk with such pride? Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Turn away from evil. Those things that you know that you are not to be doing. Are, you're not, you're conform, the things you're conforming to this world to do. If you get rid of those things, you're not conforming. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. I got. I can't. I can't be conformed to this world. I don't want to be lusting after money, after fame, after fortune, all these things. 
I don't want to fall. I don't want to be conformed to those things. I want to be transformed. And then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. Remember, we're trying to set ourselves up for strength and good health and following. Wisdom. That's Proverbs 3, verse 7 and 8. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Wisdom. God, I want wisdom. Every morning, give me wisdom. She offers you wisdom. She offers you long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. How many of you call out for God's wisdom? God, give me wisdom. You're, who he gives generously, and he's going to give it to you. you I, I want you to know that this, this walk with Jesus is doable. It gives you everything you need to be productive and satisfied. But are you setting yourself up for it by following what he's telling you. The Lord curses the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the upright. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the power of renewing of your mind. My father taught me this. He said this. Take my words to heart. Follow my commands. There it is again. The commands of God. Begins patterns. Remember patterns. And you will live. Vitality, life, those things that you want most of all, the hope you have. Proverbs 4, 4, Proverbs 4.10. My child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long and good life. See, some of the strength and the good life that God wants us to have is in the word, and, and, and we're just wanting to follow, listen, do as I say. There's something in there. Take hold of my instructions. Don't let them go. Guard them. Guard guard these instructions for they are the key to life. They're the key. We gotta go through our own. Go through our own. We'll just do whatever we want. And then God, you just why where's God? Where are you, Lord? Why aren't you here to help me? this love letter that he's given us. Proverbs 4.20. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. Don't let these words, let them penetrate deep in your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Again, let, is the word of God penetrate? I've, I've labored over years trying to help you to understand the inspired word of God changes things. And if you let it get into you, healing to your whole body, mind, soul, mind, will, emotions, forgiveness, freedom, healing to the physical bar. Proverbs 8, verse 1, 35. Listen as wisdom calls out. Here is understanding, raises your voice, for whoever finds me finds life. You find this, you find life, and receives favor from the Lord. I want the favor of the Lord in my life, in my family, in my, everything I do, I want the favor of the Lord. But he tell, how do you do that? You have to call out for wisdom. Listen. Proverbs 9, verse 11, for through wisdom your days will be many and your years will be added to your life. You want to live along. Wisdom. 
Help me to walk in this. Help me to know and discern what's good and evil. I want them to penetrate deep into my heart, change my heart, change my life. We're looking, everybody's looking for that life today. Oh, we do diets and we do drink, different drinks. We exercise. Those are all good things and, I, and we need to keep doing it. But enter into that whole lifestyle. Not, don't exclude the word of God from that. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life, another version says. I know. It seems like a good pattern to follow to me. This is just me reading every day a proverb. That, you know, every time I would circle it on my, my Bible. Proverbs 10, verse 11. The words of the God are life-giving fountain. I want wisdom. I want the words that I share with those that are looking for hope to be a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal. The wicked conceal violent intentions. Proverbs 10, verse 27. Fear the Lord lengthens. Fear of the Lord lengthens one's day, one's life. But the years of the wicked are cut short. Proverbs eleven thirty. 30. Listen to this. You want instructions, you want practical things. The seeds of good deeds become a tree of life. Are you doing anything good for others? Are you, are you wanting to do good deeds? Like, it's not hard. It really isn't hard to do a good deed. It just takes a little bit of see it and do it. We do our walk. Every, I, you know, I'm, I'm laboring this walk thing. We'll walk around the neighborhood. And on day two, if the garbage cans are still at the bottom of the driveway, obviously the, our neighbor's away, we just stop and pull the garbage cans up to the front. Nobody knows. Nobody sees. It's early in the morning. They may think I'm a burglar, and I don't know. <laughs> just, so, it's so easy to do a good deed. Are you working? Because... The, they're the seeds of life. Good deeds, right there. The way of the godly leads to life. The path does not lead to death. So are you, are you trying to live for Jesus? Are you wanting? Is it in your heart? Is it, is it a desire to live for Jesus at all? Not just kind of come to church. Do you desire to live for him? I desire to live for him. I want everybody to live for him. Fear of the Lord is a life-giving fountain. It offers, so you need to understand, you need to do your own research. What does it mean to fear the Lord? Because when you do, fear of the Lord is a life, it's not to be shaky. For, it just, you're, you're, you're focused on it. It offers escape from the snares of death. I know so many people that live with the fear of death. They just live, they oh my goodness. Don't live with that. A peaceful heart. A peaceful heart leads to a healthy body. I want my heart to be at peace. My heart needs to be at peace. Jealousy is like cancer in the bones. It's the opposite. Peaceful heart. Do you love, joy, peace? It's, I want to grow the fruit of peace in my life. I want peace to be directed. I, I, when I go into a situation, I don't want to be at panic every moment. Not fearing every moment. I've, I'm almost done. 
Proverbs 15, 24. The path of life leads upward for the wise. Leads upward. I want to look upward. I want to look, I want to focus my, fix your eyes on Jesus. I want to fix my eyes on Jesus. I'm not always, I'm not perfect at this. Don't get me wrong. These are, remember, it's things you want to set yourself up for. You want to begin to incorporate these things more often into your heart and life. For they will leave the grave behind when you do that. Proverbs 19. The fear of the Lord leads to life so that one may sleep satisfied. How many years wake staring up at the ceiling every night? Thinking, well, I should be sleeping. And then you get into a panic going, oh my goodness, I'm awake and I should be sleeping. And then I, I've been there. Insomnia is a t- real problem for a lot of people. But the promise is the fear of the Lord leads to life so that one may sleep satisfied. These are great. These are the wis- this is the book of wisdom. I want to implant these things. Humility. It's giving us Direction. Humility is the fear of the Lord. What's the fear of the Lord? Humility. Humility is the fear of the Lord. Its wages are riches and honor and life. Boy, and humility is hard to find in our culture because it's all like promotion, self-promotion. Get faster, go farther, go longer. Win at all costs. Be willing to be second. Be willing to step into third place. Do your, I'm not saying do your best in whatever place you feel, but you don't have to, you don't have to exalt yourself. It's not going to lead to life. It's going to lead to death. My last one for today. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. A prudent person foresees. You're, you're looking, you're, you you, you, you're discerning. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. That's living in the flesh, living blindly. I'm just going to do whatever I want, think whatever I want, go wherever I want, and you're going to suffer the consequences. I don't want to suffer. I want to line my life up in the ways of Jesus. And then you know what? When your life, when you need a divine touch, you'll be ready for it. You can't be, if there's mold in the fridge and you don't want it there anymore, you've got to get rid of the mold for it to go away. It's stinky. The mold in the fridge is stinky. Well, you can do all you can to get rid of the smell in the fridge. The best thing to do is take away the mold. And then, over time, You'll, the freshness of whatever is in there will be seen and heard and smelled. Some of these proverbs is what I, it's taken away the mold so that you can set yourself up. For when you need a divine touch from God, and by His grace, there are moments that He does it anyways. But some of us in the church world, We know what grace is, and we still just kind of do our own thing. It's time to stop that. It's time to stop thinking we can do our own thing, live our own way, and then expect God to change everything when he's given us everything we need for life and godliness, and we ignore it. How can that be? Winds of healing. 
consider some of these things. The, uh, the proverb, all these proverbs that I just read are on the uh, paper on the way out. You can grab one, grab two, whatever, underline them, read them in your own version. You see, the inspired word of God is what's going to lead you to the winds of healing. With that, let us close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you're maybe stirring our, I, I'm praying, not maybe, I pray that you'd stir the hearts for everyone in here. That those are feeling a little bit discouraged and downtrodden, Lord. They, they feel like their life just isn't lining up to what they thought it would be. And they're concerned and they're battling and they're, they're all, we're singing beautiful songs. We're trusting you for so much. Lord, I pray that we would just begin to include calling out for wisdom, learning wisdom, fear of the Lord, understanding him. Humility, being prudent. All of these things that are listed. And more, Lord God, there's so many more. That you would plant these things in our heart and we'd begin to respond to them, live by them. We'd, we'd want to implement them. We wouldn't just ignore them. Lord, I do believe that you desire with, for us to live in good health and strength, mentally and emotionally and physically. May we begin to do our part, till the field, whatever it takes, plant the seeds so that the harvest of healing can occur in our hearts and lives. The wounds of the past would be bound up and we'd no longer be impacted. Scar tissue removed. And that, Lord, even physical ailments would begin to be displaced. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you are the God of all things and that you want us in good health because you're coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle a bride that's been transformed not conformed to this world but transformed in our hearts and minds thank you heavenly father we give you this day we praise you and we bless you and everybody would say hallelujah and hallelujah You're listening to Maple View Community Church Podcast.